everyone, this is Des from According to Des, and today I am so excited. I am going to be interviewing Anna Fox. I have been following Anna Fox on Instagram for so long now. I just love her art and her style, and it's so cute and fun and really creative and different. She definitely has her own unique style, so I was very interested in talking to her about her amazing art. I'm very excited about talking to her today, so here is Anna. Anna, hello. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited too. I've been following you on Instagram for a long time and that's kind of why I wanted to reach out because I love your art. It's so fun, it's like playful and it's so cute, but really beautiful at the same time. So Aww. growing up, were you always drawing? Did you always know you wanted to be an artist? My dad is actually a full-time freelance illustrator also. So that was a big influence. When I was really young, he worked for a publishing house and then he went freelance. I want to say I was like seven years old and he worked from home for a while. And so I had a lot of art supplies around me and I was always encouraged to draw whatever. And I was just always making anything I could. I just always had this desire to create stuff. Sometimes I would sew, like my mom had a sewing machine. Oh, wow. So I would um, make little clothes for my dolls and stuff like that. There's just always this something in me that was like, I just need to make stuff. Oh, wow. So, that's so cool. So then your parents yeah. were pretty encouraging then? Definitely. Oh, yeah. And they still are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so great. So what does your mom do? When I was a kid, she had the sewing machine. As I got older, she started working as an office manager for a therapist. And then when I went away to college, she went to get her master's to become a therapist herself. So now she is a licensed professional counselor. Oh, uh, that's great because yeah. I'm a mental health therapist too. I'm a social worker. Oh, no kidding. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's my full-time <laughs> job. Yeah. <laughs> so ah. very cool. That's so great. Did you know from a young age that you wanted to work as an artist when you were an adult? I think I always knew I wanted to do something creative or in some sort of art field. I just didn't really know exactly what because I was always dabbling in different things and just mm. kind of exploring. How so, did you um, narrow it down? Well, when it came time to go to college, that's kind of the point where it was like, what do I want to study? At first, I started looking in interior design. I just had an interest in it and I still kind of do. But I started thinking more towards graphic design because I thought the likelihood of getting a job would be a little bit better with that. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's how it felt at the time. Okay. I went to a state school in Missouri and I went for a combined major, the Bachelor of Science in Interdisciplinary Studies. And the three emphasis that it uh, includes is graphic design, technical graphics, and advertising. I couldn't really decide which one to do. <laughs> you know, as always, I just wanted to try different things. So I did that so that I could pick my classes from each of those majors and kind of create my own thing. Oh, that's great. And, and you're in Pittsburgh now. Are you from Missouri? I'm from St. Louis, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, great. When did you move to Pittsburgh? Because I know Pittsburgh has a huge art scene. It's kind of a funny story. I moved here in 2012, and we moved away in 2015. We moved to San Diego because we wanted to go to California. Oh, wow. And um, we just decided that it'd be something fun to do. I always uh -huh. wanted to live by the ocean. We were there for about a year, and then we moved back to St. Louis. So I lived there for three more years, and then I... <laughs> We moved back to Pittsburgh in July. Oh, wow. So, so you've been yeah. all over. 
Yeah, we moved a lot. Oh, <laughs> I have a lot gosh. of experience in packing boxes. Yeah, it sounds like it. So do you yeah. have a lot of opportunities in Pittsburgh because there's such a big art scene or do you mostly stick to um, online kind of stuff? Yeah, I really haven't explored too much of the art scene here, to be honest. So okay. I probably should do that. <laughs> but most of what I do is people that I meet through online, various things. Okay. And so how did you make the jump from, have you ever had a day job working in an office or something, or have you always just been a paid artist? You have. Okay. Yeah. So after college, I worked briefly at a design place that wasn't really a good fit for me. And so after about six months of that, I went back into retail, which I had done in college. I worked in various retail jobs from, you know, living in different places for like 10 years. The job I had in San Diego was at a custom t-shirt place. I kind of had the perfect experience for that job because I needed a manager who knew how to use Photoshop and Illustrator who also had store management experience, which I had all of those things. And so that job got me back into working with those programs every day and creating art every day because we would have to do designs for t-shirts and then get them ready for print um, with the various different print processes. So that job involved a little bit of both. And then back in St. Louis, my first job when we moved back was at a pet grooming salon and pet goods boutique. Oh, wow. (laughs) And it was a small business. Yes. I was the store manager, but I also did a lot of marketing stuff for the owner. Yeah. She had Photoshop on the computer. So I was able to use that program all the time to do email blasts and stuff like that. So I was still dabbling in art that way. Mm -hmm. And then after doing that for some time, I was really, really wanting to try to get back into doing graphic design full-time. I had been doing my own things on the side and kind of building up a portfolio and I had made a website. It was very basic. Uh I've gone through maybe like four different websites making my portfolio. I had gathered some stuff together and I had posted things on Instagram and so I felt like, well, you know what, I'm just going to apply to some graphic design jobs and see if anything happens. Mm -hmm. So I did and I ended up getting a job at a balloon company in St. Louis. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the art director there, she interviewed me. She kind of took a chance on me, to be honest. (laughs) Given that most of my experience was retail, I think she just kind of saw that I had a certain type of creativity that they were looking for in the art department there. Oh, that's great. I did not expect to get an interview and get that job, but I did. And I basically designed balloons, you know, happy birthday, happy graduation, stuff like that. For That is so cool. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Such a cool job. (laughs) It's fun. And I worked with a really great group of people and I got to get really back into graphic design. I mean, I was designing stuff all day for all different types of occasions. So it gave me a lot of different things to explore and also to do trend research. So kind of seeing what's popular, what's what type of themes to focus on. Right. I did that for two years. And then when we decided to move back to Pittsburgh, my boss offered to let me work remotely part-time. So I still do that now. Oh my gosh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, they must have really loved you then. Yeah, I think, I hope so. (laughs) Well, I think your style is so fun. When you think of balloons, that's such a, usually a happy, fun occasion. Yeah. That makes sense. So you do that part-time now? Yeah, so that's kind of my steadiest, like, artistic job right now. I work from home, which is great. I wear my pajamas. There's definitely some parts of the job that I can't do remotely, so 
that's why it's only part-time. But I still get to do a lot of designing for them. So that's been really fun. Do you work any other job part-time or are you strictly doing art? Strictly doing art for now. So um, I kind of get clients here and there through different things online, just kind of connecting with people, like how we connected, I think initially through a different podcast, Facebook group. Is that how? Yeah, I think it was a Facebook group and then we started following each other on Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's just kind of how these things have popped up. It's just I'll kind of connect with random people, get asked to do a logo, get asked to do something else. So wow. it's just kind of slowly building a little bit. And you know, I follow Moonlight Sticker Co. on yeah. Instagram and I have always loved their logo and I had no idea that you were the one who made it. I just found out the other yeah. day and I was like, what? That's so crazy because I love their logo. It's beautiful. In the, the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group. Yes. So I posted in there that I wanted to offer a couple free things to try to build my portfolio with actual clients instead of oh, just my yeah. own artwork. She had messaged me from that post and we had a phone conversation conversation and she had talked really about wanting to start this sticker company and so I did the logo for free and now she has me do sticker designs for her which are paid so it kind of yeah yeah she has multiple artists they're definitely not all me it's been really fun to have a relationship with a small business owner like that because I love helping small businesses it's always cool to me when people want to start their own thing and I like to help them get that going with like a logo or something like that Oh yeah, that's amazing. That's really, so you doing that for free has led to now a consistent paid gig. So that's really- Yeah, it's hard as an artist to want to do stuff for free because part of you is like, I should get paid for what I do. Mm -hmm. But also sometimes just being giving can help lead to other things, which it has for me. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Your Mm -hmm. art is beautiful and it's really personable and fun. So I feel like once you deliver that, people will just want more because it's great. That makes sense. Oh, very cool. So do you remember the first time someone paid you for your art? I think it was someone who had me do a logo or possibly a flyer while I was still in college. Okay. That it was like a friend of a coworker and I did a couple things for her like that. I think that would be like the first one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really and cool. Yeah. I started small and then I know I did some early on some like wedding invitations for a couple people I knew. So how does that feel to get paid for something you create yourself? You have this thought in your mind and then you use whatever medium to create it and someone actually pays you for what you have thought up. How does that feel? Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's the best. <laughs> I hope to keep getting more of that as I explore my own creativity and kind of develop my personal style. Like I want clients that come to me, not just because they know I can do graphic design and logos, but because they want my specific type of style because they Mm. feel like that's going to fit in with their brand that they're trying to create. Yeah, absolutely. What is your process? A client comes to you and they pitch whatever idea. Most of the time I start with pencil sketching because it's a much freer thought process. Starting digital can be a little, it kind of lets the perfectionist in me come out too much. It's like you want it to be ready too soon. When I start with pencil sketching, I'm a lot freer and just making a mess. I mean, 
they never look good at first. They're just random ideas from my brain to my hand that come out and slowly start to form into something that makes more sense. And a lot of times I'll give people a couple initial idea options before I do like the final thing, because that way they can kind of see during the process, like if they like a certain direction better than another one, I want them to really like the end product. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that I'm on the right track before I spend a lot of time doing something that they don't like in the end. You right. know what I mean? If you have to print something, like you said, you would do invitations. What do you use to print your art? Various things. A local printing company in St. Louis mm -hmm. I use. A lot of it's based on price. If it's local, sometimes that can be a lot faster than doing things online. I've used Vistaprint, overnight prints. Actually, a lot of Walgreens Photo Center, which sounds oh, kind really? of... <laughs> weird but it's really inexpensive and really quick like I did three little pictures for my sister's new baby's nursery I just sent them to the Walgreens by her house I'm in Pittsburgh she's in St. Louis and she could pick them up in an hour and they're wow. nice eight by ten prints for like two dollars or something oh that's cool like it's okay. really inexpensive so I've done that for multiple friends I don't know if that's an avenue I'd go down with professional clients it's cheap and easy for Oh, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. So you're even creative in that way that you... Yeah, and I've used Redbubble and I just opened a Society6 store, which is really similar to Redbubble, oh, which okay. are print-on-demand platforms. So I can just upload my art and they take care of everything else. Makes it really easy for me. I don't have to have any inventory. I don't have to put any money up front on buying mm -hmm. stuff and then trying to sell it. I don't have to deal with shipping. I don't have to deal with returns. For now, those are a really nice option. That's really nice. And then what, they just take a percentage? from the sale or something? Yeah, they charge okay. you a manufacturing fee and then you make whatever the difference is between that and the markup that you make. And to be honest, it's not that much. Like mm -hmm. I could probably make more doing it on my own at some point, but for now it's just so easy. Right. That yeah, it's, it's no a good effort. way to get my stuff out there. Yeah. And it's also yeah. really fun when like someone in Australia buys a random design I made on a tote bag. And I'm like, there's someone running around in Australia with my artwork. <laughs> on their bag like it's just fun even if that's I only so made like two dollars cool. <laughs> yeah. wow that's amazing yeah that's really cool really it is cool. it's, oh, it's wow. really fun to see what will sell too sometimes it's some of the weirder stuff I draw that people buy I'm like great there's people out there who like my weird stuff <laughs> <laughs> so I love your style and you have so many different designs how do you come up with them how do you get the ideas all over Pinterest is a really good reference I follow a lot of other artists on Instagram and Pinterest and I get to see kind of ways of exploring different ways to draw something. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying I like rip people off, of course, but like right. you'll <laughs> see kind of like, oh, you can kind of make an animal look like that and it still looks like that animal, but it has a different type of style to it. And then kind of playing with the ideas or I'll get ideas from home decor items like anthropology. They have a lot of really great artists. They'll license their artwork to put on, you know, like plates or or bedspreads or whatever. And so I like looking at different companies whose products I really like and getting ideas from there. Like this is what a major company is willing to pay for because they think their customers are going to want to buy it on their products. And I want to be able to make stuff that a major company at some point would like to buy to put on their products. So Right. Okay. Yeah. So is that your goal for the future to have companies to license your work to bigger companies? That would be 
amazing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> it's high competition for stuff like that. It's really important to be yourself so that you're creating a really unique product that a company, you know, if they see it, it's something that is really unique to them. It's really different and they know that they can only get it from you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That makes sense. I've just really been trying to harness like my personal style so that what I'm putting out there is super special and will be very much like me. Yeah, absolutely. So what are your other goals for the future? I hope to just continue growing and getting better and exploring, you know, different things because it's hard to have like a set trajectory because you never know what direction is gonna work or not and even the ones that don't work you at least learn something in a couple years I would like to have higher paying customers major companies that can make it more of a sustainable career for myself Yeah, yeah absolutely what advice do you have for artists that are trying to take their art from being a hobby to a career put it out there Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, make the first portfolio site. It's not going to be great, but you have to be willing to do it. You just have to start somewhere. I was listening to something. I can never remember what things are from because I listen to so many different books and podcasts and everything. You have to be willing to make the messy stuff before you can make the good stuff. When you're starting out, you start out with really good taste. You like the things that you like and you like really professional looking work. So you know when you start making stuff, it doesn't look like that. It's not as good as that. You have kind of this gap between like your ability and your taste. And so it's just kind of like slowly filling that gap in so that your stuff starts looking as professional as possible. But you have to be willing to make the stuff that isn't great and be willing to explore whatever interests you like trust what you think is interesting instead of what you think people will buy at first Mm -hmm. just go with what you want to draw and see where it takes you yeah that makes a lot of sense so growing up how did you gain confidence in your art because I just hear so many people saying oh like I'm a bad artist and you know my art is crappy or whatever so how did you gain confidence in yourself um I'm still working on that are you (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah I mean it's still like I'll try drawing something I've never drawn before like an animal or whatever it is and it's just like oh there's always such this learning curve where Mm. at this point it's fairly easy for me to draw flowers I draw a lot of flowers because I like them by doing it over and over and over again and realizing too like oh it used to be really hard for me to draw a dog for example. So the first couple of times you do it, you're like, oh man, I'm not good at this. Like I'm never going to be able to draw a dog. And then slowly you just start getting better at it. And the more you do something that at first you're not good at, and then see that you can get better at it, the more willing you are to try things that are hard. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Cause you can almost see the success. And I think too, doing all sorts of things that you're a beginner at makes you more confident. Like for me, for example, doing yoga and it being really hard at first and then like over time like oh wow I can just do this pose now without even really thinking about it gaining confidence in something else helps me gain confidence in my abilities as an artist too oh that's interesting yeah it's like I can overcome being a beginner and feeling feelings of not being good enough at something in another area 
then I can also do that in art too. Oh, that's a really yeah. good idea, actually. That makes sense. Growing up, were you practicing, even now, if there's something you're bad at, are you practicing a lot? Like, how are you dedicated enough to put in a lot of time to practice? It's so hard to measure because I'll also go through periods of time where I won't draw that much. And that sounds counterproductive, but it's like my brain needs a break sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, find sometimes where I'll go to do something and it's just not happening. It's just not coming together. I don't feel creatively inspired. And I'll just step back from it and I'll try something else. Even just take a break in reading for a couple of days in, in the time that I would have been doing art. And then I find when I go back to it, it's like I'm re-energized and like suddenly things are starting to come to me again. I have to like listen to myself a little bit. And I'm learning how to do that over time, not pushing it. But it's a right. delicate dance between like, am I just being lazy? Or am I just listening to what my brain needs right now? Right. It's really hard to tell the difference. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. Well, I think that's so. good for people to hear that even you as a professional artist are still struggling with that. Oh, yeah. And also Very just cool. um, sitting down and drawing without any expectations. Like it's really hard as an artist you want to sit down and you want to draw something good but giving yourself the time to just draw things that don't end up looking good like most of my sketchbook is terrible it's just (laughs) you know it's and but you have to do those to be able to get to the good stuff giving yourself no pressure moments to just have fun explore things that you know aren't gonna look good but nobody's gonna see them Mm -hmm. so just do it anyway and then you can get to the things that end up looking better Oh yeah, that makes sense. So even being a professional artist, you still have to work on giving yourself permission to play around and just make bad things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's playing around with a different medium, like make a necklace or okay. like, you yeah. know, just try some writing or whatever. Oh wow, that's great. Yeah. Not only do you draw, but you also do characters and things like that, but you also do pattern designs. Yeah, that's probably inspired by how much I like home decor stuff. I kind of dabble in that area too because I'd love to have a home decor line at Target or whatever. Oh, that would be so cool. Oh, that would be so cool, yeah. (laughs) So do you typically wait for people to come to you or do you go out and pitch your art? I have a little, but I haven't had too much luck with that yet. So, you know, lately I've been thinking of trying to gather up some ideas to pitch to a puzzle company because I really like puzzles. Oh, that's a great, I could definitely see your art being on a puzzle. Yeah. And I I have a couple puzzles by a couple artists that I really admire. I was like, oh, it'd be really fun to do that. But also like, I only want to pitch things that I feel really strongly about. Mm -hmm. So I think that's been my hesitation is I don't want to waste an art director's time by sending them things that I know aren't really at the point of being a professional level to, you know, put on product. I haven't done too much, but I'm trying to get to that point. Right. So I'm trying to build it up more. (laughs) No, I could definitely see even your flowers and butterflies and everything being on kids' puzzles. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. That's probably a step I'm trying to take more soon. Oh, great. Um, Well, I'll be excited to see that. I hope. Yeah. I hope (laughs) something comes of it. (laughs) Awesome. It's been so great talking to you. Before we go, I definitely want you to share the story of how you named your website because I read that and I just loved it. I love that story 
it's so cute. Yeah, I was trying to come up with a unique feeling idea for a website that just felt really personal to me instead of just my name. Also, there is another artist with my name out there. So, oh, really? Uh, yeah. The story is when I was about three years old, my parents saw me looking out the window and a squirrel scurried by really fast. And I was like, oh, must be a fox. <laughs> and so... <laughs> They just thought it was really funny, and I've just known this story my whole life. But I also think it's funny because it kind of is who I am in a nutshell. Like, I'm <laughs> easily enamored and easily distracted by little things like a squirrel. <laughs> I'll still see myself looking out my window, and if a squirrel comes up, I'm like, oh, look at the way he's chewing on that. It's so cute. And I'm just sitting there watching the squirrel. So... <laughs> I always liked that story. And then my now husband, we've been married for a little over two years now, his last name is Fox. My name became Anna or A. Fox. So oh. I thought must be A. Fox would be a really cute name for the website. Yeah, I, I so. love that. That is so cute. I yeah. think it's super personable. You know, I love that. Yeah. Oh, Anna, this has been so great. Thank you so much. Wow, that was such a cool interview with Anna. It was really cool to hear how she went from always being interested in art as she was growing up to being a professionally paid artist today. Very, very cool. I'm going to link her stuff in the show notes, but she is AnnaFox.art on Instagram and go check out her art. It's so cool. And I'm going to link her website, Must Be a Fox, and everything in the show notes. Really, really amazing. Thank you, Anna, so much. That was such a great interview and it was so much fun. So don't forget to follow me. You can join my Facebook group at facebook.com backslash groups backslash according to Des. And you can follow me on basically everything is at according to Des. 